Everton front, Fulton Hall, Fulton goes in. Australia win. New world record. Look at the man at the man shoots. She's got it. Brian Cardigan. The Freeman is too good. The crowd roaring. Freeman wins gold. Cappy's the winner. Australia the winner. Trying to hold up lead. They pop. They pop. Hello and welcome, welcome to the first ever podcast of what we call Quest for Gold. Um, you're with Mitch and Kyle, it's Kyle here. Mitch here, mate, awesome to be here. Very awesome. Can't wait to uh, talk about all things Com Games. It is. Quest for Gold's back in, in a podcast form, which I'm excited about, and geez, we've got some content for you. <laughs> Absolutely, content galore coming your way, but... Com Games, Mitchie, happening next year. We're, are we nearly at the six-month mark? We, I think we are. I we think are. we might as well call it yeah. anyway if we're not. It's it's coming up really quickly. It is. Uh, it's on our home turf. It's at the Gold Coast, the sand beaches, the uh, the gold beaches. It's fantastic. It's everything that celebrates Australia, isn't it, it pretty is. much? It is. It's uh, Australia on show to the Commonwealth, which we're really excited about. Absolutely. So, so Quest for Gold, for the people who are tuning in here, it's um, pretty much giving people a bit of make, making people aware of the unsung heroes of the uh, Commonwealth Games because I mean they, these athletes comes around every four or two years and and they have their little two two minutes of fame. We want we want to extend that a little bit, don't we? Exactly. They're not a competition sport which have a match every week. It's two weeks every four years, which is a long time to wait. If you think you lose a game of footy. And you've got to wait four years to play. That's hell. So <laughs> we want to make sure they're known. We want to give them a bit of a pep up. We want to Absolutely. introduce them to Australia. Absolutely, 100%. And, and the, uh, there's a f- been a few uh, of the events that happened in the Olympics. They got dropped off, which yeah. I'm not real. <laughs> We're not happy about I'm not, well, look, there's Some of I'm, our favourites. Equestrians up there. Well, mate, How there's, nothing, not better. In the Commonwealth there's Games. nothing better than um, getting the boys together. All right, putting the pies in the oven yep. and setting aside a Saturday afternoon to tune into some equestrian. It is great fun. You find you have probably a few more drinks than usual, purely because have you ever watched the um, the long distance equestrian, the cross country? No, I haven't. 20, 30 minutes, the horse sets off and it doesn't come back for about half an hour and you actually have no idea what's exactly. going on. But have they based the, the man from Snowy River on that? Have. They have. But we, you know, these sort of sports that have dropped off is quite concerning. It like. is. Massive Water polo, another one. That's Gone. an iconic Australian sport. It is. Especially the sport that. you can wear your budgies. <laughs> the budgie smugglers. Oh, extraordinary. Yeah, you, that's, your, that's your pet event it too. It is. It's my pet event. I was actually thinking of applying for the team um, and trying out, but that's that's very tell you what about water polo, though. They, they do cop a few whacks in the nuts, don't they? They do. I, I wouldn't want to play it, actually. No. That's a tough sport. You have to be very fit. You do. People try to drown you. Yeah. It's <laughs> quite... See, it's to actually insane. get through a game of water polo, you, you pretty much chase death. <laughs> You have. You'd almost just give yourself a pat on the back and go, I'm done. So that's a, that's a tough sport. It but is it's tough. disappointing it's not in. So it's only a condensed number of sports. Yeah. But there's still a few in there yeah. that we like. Well, Jim, they've only got 11 days. It's a huge build-up for 11 days. It is. It? It's short. I think it's a little bit too quick. It you is. You've 14 days. Blink and you miss it. <laughs> you, so you, you wouldn't want to have the flu, would you? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> You couldn't have the man flu, you'd miss the Com Games. That's tough. It is tough. Although, although it could be at the same time, a great excuse to get off work. If you, it is. If you get the flu, it is a flu. you get date on the couch for the 11 days. You could almost apply for your sick leave now. <laughs> you could. But Mitchie, there are, uh, although there have been events dropped off, there yeah. are plenty, plenty of good events. Um, 
Including the rhythmic gymnastics, which I uh, I know you've you've got your eye on. Oh, I keep a close eye on the rhythmic gymnastics. It never ceases to amaze me. This sport, I always wonder how it actually is a sport. I get all the uh, the flipping and the bars and all yeah. the rings. I get it. I yeah. get that. I don't understand the rhythmic gymnastics. <laughs> I don't think I ever will. But um, it's back at the Com Games, which I'm excited about. <laughs> yes, it I'll, be. I'll, you know, on our home home's turf. I'll actually enjoy every two years seeing the new chore- choreography that comes into play. Um, <laughs> oh, so the creativity is oh. immense, and the ribbons get longer. Mm, they, they do. They do. That's <laughs> exactly right. They keep. Ma- they manage to find new ways to twirl the ribbons. Which I find amazing. But one thing that's probably come to our attention yes. uh, is Amy Quinn. Amy Quinn. Yeah. yeah. Now, she uh, she came 13th in the ball. Really? In, in the ball. So the rhythmic That ball. was a Delhi, wasn't that it? That was a Delhi. Delhi in India. Yeah, Delhi in India, um, which is a feat in itself just competing <laughs> in Delhi, India. It is. And now she's got the, um, the home gymnasium advantage. Home gymnasium advantage. She's four years old. She's mm. now 20. Mm. I think she's ready to peak. And well, I'm... on peak and then probably cusp of retirement following this. If she's a gymnast, 20-year-old gymnast, you're getting pretty old. <laughs> that is pretty old. Usually start around 13 where they seem to peak. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, she's 13th in Delhi. I expect a top five finish from Amy with the ball. <laughs> Especially if you've got no. Uh, no smog like the Indian smog, smog to contend oh. with you know, you've got your clear air your beaches your recovery sessions are going to be next level you talk about uh, I guess a place that really inhibits performance and I think Delhi in India <laughs> does that whereas here in in the Gold Coast you've got the sand the fresh air side bowls everywhere yeah. it, it is one hell of a place to really your perform your 2am kebabs your 2am kebabs down Kavalav, which is another story, but I tell you what, there's no better place to try and perform at your best. Uh, you, you're spot on, Mitchie, which um, which brings us to our our next um, sport or event, the uh, the squash. And my golly, it's uh, there. Of um, I was tuning into uh, a video on the Com Games yep. uh, website yesterday, yep. and um, they've revealed that they're going to have the glass house. So all walls of the squash court will be glass. Glass. see-through so that the fans it'll be like the gladiator auditorium oh, of, like the, of the 360 Romans. degree 360 degree you see through wow that's incredible a massive put off at the same time though like imagine you you're about to serve and you've got there's uh, a bloke that's dropped his dax in the <laughs> third row <laughs> it's not <laughs> ideal or, or a young a young fella just picking his nose it's not what you want to see <laughs> as you come in this... tournament can't it <laughs> really good it's the difference between gold and silver oh it's Jesus it's tight but that's that's a great initiative one thing they've got to have make sure the temperature in the stadium yeah well is, you wouldn't on point you're right the glass it, it is susceptible to being fogging up um, pretty easy which yeah, is which, which is, is concerning not we've got idea. a humid climate up here in the Gold Coast you a lot do. of moisture in the air yeah. that means a lot of fog yeah, to me right. a lot of condensation so I'm thinking they need a real good demister <laughs> And I reckon the D-Mist is probably going to be the most paid bloke in the <laughs> the Commonwealth Games. If there are any professional yeah, D-Misters out there, get in touch with the Com Games <laughs> organisers because there's probably a bit of money to be made. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you wouldn't want to stuff that up, would you? No, you couldn't. But, um, that's, that's great. I like that. 360 degrees, a lot of fan interaction. Oh, it'd be huge. Um, that's good for the sport of squash. They and, need something like that. And, and I was... Um, ticket prices for the Com Games are very reasonable indeed. I would be... Lining up to hit up the spot, squash courts or yeah. the auditorium, the squash auditorium. So I heard there's no no tickets uh, less than eighty dollars. Really? Sure, so more than eighty dollars, I should say. Right. So it's really fan friendly and a lot of them, effective. A lot of them that we've sort of looked at was yeah. um, twenty bucks for adults, ten bucks for kids. That is highway robbery. <laughs> it is cheap as chips. A table that does allow. 
Three three park super pass. That's what you can add that, you can add that in your budget when you hit the yeah. Gold Coast. <laughs> Links in well, doesn't it? That might cost you more than the actual whole trip itself. Three park yeah. pass, but um, that's great. Um, easily accessible for fans. Yeah. And they get to see a few different sports too. Absolutely. You're in dream world of licking their chops. They've, I think they are. They've had a tough stretch, um, which was a very sad occurrence. But I think now, now they can try and get the, a few more people back through back. the, uh, and on the, the park. And on the squash, Mitchie, we, we, we like to do our research, we? do. We? Always. But we've, we've um, gone through the archives and found... Um, Probably nearly one of our greatest athletes of all time. No one would know. No one would know. Squash player Heather McKay, who retired in 1976. Yeah. But she went 16 years undefeated. That is extraordinary. That is unheard of. You go go maybe one or two and you'll be a champion. But she went 16. At what stage, maybe eight, nine, ten years in, did she go, seriously, is there someone... That could give me a bit of a challenge in the world of squash. <laughs> that is extraordinary. It's uh, unbelievable. It's up there with the dream team. It as is. Far as... 16 years undefeated and 16 consecutive British Open titles. Unreal. She fly over London for 16 years going, I'm just going to walk all over my opponent and take home another title. Which is Imagine the head wobble coming oh. into your 15th year undefeated, entering into the yeah. squash auditorium. You wouldn't even train, would you? You wouldn't just, bother. No. Nah, yeah. You'd just rock up and go. This and is a and deal. Would, I reckon you just it, men, mentally you would screw with your opposition, wouldn't you? You just have to tell them that you haven't lost for fifteen years, and all of a sudden, the game's yours. <laughs> the game is yours. In. But we're thinking just to reinvigorate the sport of squash. Mm. Can we get Heather out of retirement? <laughs> that is <laughs> probably. Oh, I reckon that is probably do wonders for the marketing of the couple of games if I we mean, could get Heather back she's 76 which age no is no she re- retired in 70. is she 76 I think she's up in she's in the mid 70s <laughs> I think she will be so age is not on her side but champions don't lose their skills like that, don't. Do well longevity she's proven longevity before with 16 she years has. of undefeated imagine watching her go round again in the squash <laughs> and taking home a gold it'd be a movie absolutely pencil it in but can we do it? Can we launch a national campaign to get Heather? I think we can. So if anyone's got Heather's number out there, <laughs> just let us know. Yeah, we'll, we'll be keen to speak to it. Yeah, absolutely. But um, squash will be very exciting, Mitchie. And so too with the squash, the wrestling. Oh, <laughs> it's one, intriguing. It's very intriguing. Everyone looks forward to the wrestling come, come Commonwealth game time. It's one of those sports we see a lot on TV with mm. WWE. Mm. Yeah, back John Cena. The, John Cena. And back in the WWF days yes. as well. Yeah, well that's a long time ago yeah. now. But it's amateur wrestling. It is. Uh, but we don't know much about it. But they're not amateurs at all. They know... <laughs> They know how to wrap up an opponent and, and, and get the three pats on the ground. They do. They do. But we just want to find out a bit more about the athletes involved here. We do. We've also had an idea and we've got a bit of a scoop as we well. We do. But, um, I mean, first of all, the logistics of wrestling, you're 12 by 12, and, and the, the rules, two things that you have to do. You either get your opponent outside of the ring or the 12 by 12 mat yep. or pin them down. Right. Is that pretty much the I think that's about it. So yeah. there's two ways you can win. I mean, get That's what someone, Wikipedia told us anyway. That's what Wikipedia does. <laughs> To get someone out of a 12 by 12, it's quite a big space. It is. That'd take a bit. Oh, I'd prefer to go the pin. If you can get them in a good position yeah. for three seconds, <laughs> yeah. I believe that's the key. Yeah. But if you're trying to shove them out of the mat every round, I reckon you start to blow up a bit, wouldn't Absolutely. You? And of course, with the wrestling, there's obviously weight divisions because yes. you wouldn't want to be coming no. up against your big players. No. Um, you wouldn't want to have a, a light bugger up against a... You can't have a thoroughbred up against a donkey. <laughs> that's, a, that's the you best analogy, can you? What we, what we sort of uh, caught our eye was the, yeah. 
the lowest division. The, the, Lo- the yeah, lightweight. The lightweight. Under 55 under kilos. Under 55, which I haven't met a male who's under 55 unless they're a jockey. <laughs> unless they're a jockey. So do you reckon the scouting, the scouting recruitment wrestlers... Mm. Do you reckon they just head to the Melbourne Cup? I think Spring Carnival is their busiest period of the year. They'd be probably scouring the fields, looking at a few of the horses and jockeys that don't quite measure up on the day and haven't quite had a great spring. Go, hang on, you're under 55. <laughs> Post the Autumn Carnival, come and have a bit of a wrestle. <laughs> yeah. Do you reckon Damien Oliver's got his eyes set on a gold oh, medal? I've heard on, from good sources uh, that Damien Oliver's... You've got um, your man on the ground. I've got my man on the ground again. And I've heard from a very reliable source that uh, Damien Oliver is considering a move <laughs> to to wrestling. Well, it makes and complete it, sense, Mitch. It does. The, the, um, the dual athletes these days are yeah. rising in popularity. It's a buzzword too, isn't it? It is. Everyone yeah. wants to be a dual athlete. Yeah. And this is a great opportunity for Dave. Damien Oliver to spread his wings. I mean, he's he's twenty years in the professional racing mm. scene, and he's mm. won Melbourne Cups, Cox Plates. He's done it all. Mm. He needs a new challenge. He right? does, and he always is coming underweight, so he's always <laughs> under the fifty-five. So that's not an issue. <laughs> that's probably that's for this event. It's probably the biggest hurdle. He just probably needs to put a little bit of size on, but we're confident, and he'll perform really well if he chooses to. I believe he's even tra- trained by Lee Friedman himself. <laughs> To <laughs> so at least jump across from horse trainer to wrestling so not trainer. Not only do you have dual athletes there, you've got dual, dual coaches. Tra- We've got dual trainers. <laughs> Which is something unheard of, but I think that's a great story for the sport. Let's inject a bit of enthusiasm into wrestling. It would. We just it don't would, know. It would. We just don't know who they are. They're Australians. <laughs> we just need to know more about them. So I think it's much like uh, Dangerfield going to Geelong. Yeah. It really injects a bit of fanfare and interest. It does. <laughs> Immense interest. And I mean, the largest. The largest weight division of the wrestling is between 90, 96 and 120 kilos, which is massive. <laughs> it is huge. Um, and again, probably there's a lot of Aussie blokes looking at... They're on, the, they're on the cusp of the 96 kilos and they've just got their eyes on McDonald's burgers they right do, now. They, they want, do. They want in. They want the gold medal as well. They'd probably be fighting against some blokes close to that 120 mark. So mm. they need to put on 10 kilos mm. or more just to make sure they get there. Mm. Um, but yeah, might be a few sumos migrating to Australia <laughs> you know, early next year just to see if they can uh, get into the uh, sport. Uh, so citizenship rates might be going up a yeah, little bit. Yeah, which the is Japanese. Great. great for the country. Great for the country. But I'd be interested, yeah, in the lighter weight, the under yeah. 55s, and seeing how Damien goes, but also the heavyweights. Yeah. There's nothing funnier than watching well, a few I'm big blokes join us. I've also that the uh, viewership of Super Size Me has increased dramatically <laughs> as well. So that's... People trying to get out of a weight division <laughs> yeah. and into, yeah. a, into that, a bigger one. That's it. They've, they've seen the light. They know where the... Uh, where their competitors lie, so it's a very it's a very strategic game wrestling, very it is. strategic, it very is. strategic. But uh, moving on from the wrestling, Mitchy, we're talking about another um, great sport. Come Commonwealth Games is the is the shooting. Oh, and I tell you what, it takes me back, Mitchy. The shooting uh, at Sydney two thousand. Michael Diamond. Michael Diamond. Who will ever forget Michael Diamond? You, you could cut the tension with a knife when he was shooting. Target shooter, took home gold, and it was a phenomenal display. That was, mate. And not to be confused with Neil Diamond, the singer, as we previously experienced. So, and Michael, he was a star in Sydney. He was. He was fantastic. Um, I'm a big believer that he should maybe even have a bit of a comeback as well. 
Yeah. He's, got, he's always known as the Godfather, isn't he? He so was. Looking, God, Godfather of shooting. Godfather of shooting, but we're looking for the next Michael Diamond, yeah. aren't we? I mean, there's a lot of shooters out there in Australia yeah. who go shooting for a recreational purpose. Well, a lot of farmers. A lot of well. farmers. You know, it's a part of everyday life. Why aren't we number one in the world? Yeah, we are. 100% sure. <laughs> but it, yeah, a lot of farmers just um, get their aim out on the foxes. Yeah, and the foxes yeah, and the kangaroos can- and all, you know, all yeah. the pests that yeah. around our nation. Yeah, oh, I wouldn't say that kangaroos are pests. Yeah, that's our, our, our <laughs> national, national emblem and national animal. So yeah. apologies to all the kangaroos out there, but all the other pests. Yeah. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. Shooting practice. Shooting practice. But come down and do it professionally. Yeah, yeah why not? Games. Why not? Maybe, again, there's a great opportunity for, for those recreational shooters. Yeah. How, how do you get them into elite shooting? It's a really good question, Kyle. Probably something that the uh, Shooting Australia have been teeing, teeing off with, with, you know, for five or ten years. Yeah. How do we get them across? Yeah. You know, it's not a big money sport. It's purely recreational. Um, but, you know, I've seen some fantastic duck shooters out there yeah. in my time. Fantastic. And, I mean, there's not that much difference between a duck no. and a clay target. <laughs> I mean, not. they're both flying pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you could, you could, there's a lot of similarities. I think shooting needs to get up. Really. Yeah, we need does. people to jump in. We should in. be recognised as the shooting nation. We really. should. We should. And I think that's now, you know, we're fantastic swimmers. Mm. You know, there's our country's surrounded by water, mm. but we've also got a lot of shooters out mm. there. So inland, inland, yeah, yeah, definitely inland. I don't see many on the beach. No, <laughs> <you> <laughs> <don't>. <laughs> I'd be a bit concerned if I saw <laughs> a few on the beach. Right? No. So yeah. yeah, call to arms for the shooters in for Australia. Sure. Band yeah. together. Get yourself. Yeah. Get yourself wearing that Australian yeah. uniform. The pride. You know, absolutely. And the worst case scenario, it's it's eleven days at the Gold Coast. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's not oh, Delhi. Sure. You can you can arrange someone to milk the cows. Yeah, sure. God, there's there's big opportunity there. Huge, mate. Huge. So that's shooting and and um, moving on to the the athletics, Mitchie, which is um, a massive part of any um, Olympics or Commonwealth yep. Games, elite sport. Yeah. Um, but in particular, um, I'm quite interested in the shot put. The yes. shot put. It's um it's a it's a great event, um, and it brings me back to my uh, primary school days. Actually, funny yep. enough, and you would—I um, I struggle to lift the down things, so I take my hat <laughs> off to uh, to anyone who can can push that thing out and, yeah. and, <laughs> and go quite get some serious distance with it. But Scott Martin is our is our favourite. Yes, at um, and he's PB, PB is at twenty one point two six meters, which is phenomenal. He's got Australian and Oceania record. He which does is impressive. That rolls off the tongue quite well it too. Does, I think if he yeah. ever walked into a bar and they said, "What do you do?" and he goes, "I've got the Australian Oceania record for shot put," I think everyone would take up and take you a bit would. of notice, wouldn't you, they? You would. But um, I was I. Did a bit of research on Scotty Martin, and yep. he was one of those blokes at, in primary school yep. who would just love the shot put. He's, he's the guy that you would... He's the man-child. The man-child. He, he went through puberty very early. He was a very good sprinter, very good shot putter, very good at... He, he took out the whole he took carnival. He everything. He, um, you know, every good shot, shot putter, I think, is a man-child at some point. In, in their, their life, life yes. It? It's at primary school or just getting into high school, and they're shot, they're shot put in extraordinary distances... <laughs> I was, because a, of their I, strength. Was, I was the kid who, to be frank, I didn't get first hair on board until year 12. <laughs> but I was the kind of kid that would go around asking people for birth certificates because I just didn't believe these guys that they fully grown beards and and they were just killing me. They were. It's it's some it's concerning uh, issue mm. in little athletics across the country. It is. Birth certificates are now compulsory with my <laughs> shop. You rock, you rock up to your little ass. 
and you can't compete without a birth certificate. It's harsh for the kids, but I, I understand where they're Necessary coming from. Necessary measures. Yeah. Necessary yeah. measures. Yeah. But we wish Scotty, Scotty Martin all the yeah. best. I feel he's going to be a cult hero. <laughs> I think he will. I think he's a big man. You know, He's a mm. likeable man. Mm. Can he break the Oceania Australia record? <laughs> I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure if he even well, knows. Commonwealth Games record. He's Commonwealth Games records is, off, is up for grabs. So mm. I'm hoping Scotty can pull something out of the hat. Mm. Yes. Oh, indeed. Indeed. And um, we wish all our Australian athletes the very best. And, and the international athletes that yeah, are coming. To, coming to a certain extent. Yeah. We, we, yeah. we <laughs> want to get behind them. We get the silver. Yeah. But of course. Yeah. Um, Any golds will be looked down upon. Yeah. I think, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. And uh, much like the name of the podcast, we are, we are questing for gold. Yeah, we are. All Australian athletes. So we wish all the Aussies um, the best of luck. And we'll be there to support you. But um, we have got a big idea, Mitchie. We do. We do. Um, we we think that the Commonwealth Games is a great time to celebrate sport, but it should be extended. It should be ordinary Aussies that aren't good at anything. They should be recognised to be national cha- champions. They should. I mean, it's the everyday Aussie. You mm. know, it wasn't your best runner, wasn't mm. your best footy player, mm. but geez, have a great knack for a board game. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't they be national heroes? <laughs> they they should be. They they absolutely should be. And and we've realised this niche. We've realised this opportunity. And we're putting forward. We've we've um, we've put through a proposal to the uh, uh, Commonwealth Games Committee we on have. the Gold Coast. Yep. We've got many uh, contacts there. They refuse to listen to us or open up any of our emails. But nonetheless, we've got contacts. A few bounce backs, but that doesn't deter, <laughs> that doesn't deter us. <laughs> but we've got this great idea, what we refer to as the Common Games. Beautiful, isn't it? It's a beautiful idea. So. Um, just to give you a bit of, bit of an idea, we, we want to run a massive event that potentially coincides with the Commonwealth Games. Um, and just to sort of throw a few events out there for you, we've got the likes of Twister, the Bedsheet Changing, Sting Pong, Hide and Seek, Arm Wrestling. Arm Wrestling. Jeez, Ooh, that's, that's a pet a event. One. That's yeah, huge. That but um, my old man does this one where you strap a pedometer <laughs> to your head. Pedometer you, on head. You, you strap a pedometer on your head and you've got to see, you got one minute, clock starts one minute, you've got to, got to get the most steps up from having the pedometer. For, it's oh, very interesting. Is, Entertainment 101. That is brilliant. Um, and oh, imagine the um, viewership on that event will be that absolutely... Would be I think they'll be up there when they're top three. For oh, sure. absolutely. But like, Even the Norton Crosses, the Sack Race, the three-legged race. Bocce. Bocce. there for the older generation. Oh, Bocce. And I'll tell you what, else, with Bocce, which is becoming very popular, is... Finska. I'm interested in Finska. Yeah. It's, it's a bit of a new one. There's it, always a new type of game that, that you know pops up. Yeah, it is. Um, and, and they're doing well to get themselves into the common games, I think, <laughs> Finska. Because two years ago, I was actually down in Brunswick East. Hipster. <laughs> around Fitz, Fitzroy. And big in hipster areas. Big in hipster areas. You know that something's about two years off when you're seeing, <laughs> yes. it, you're seeing it originating in Fitzroy or yeah. around the... Uh, Hipster regions. Much like turmeric lattes. Yeah. They, they were just coming in about two years ago. They were. Now they're just flooding into the mainstream market. It is, and Finsk is the same. I think I think that's going to be a massive event come the coming year. I like game. it, I like it. Common games, and even totem tennis. The list goes on and on. There's so many of these great games that you just play in the backyard or play yep. with your friends, and they do get quite competitive. So why can't they be national heroes? Why can't they? It's a massive question, and they are really good at it. They, like are. they are exceptionally good. Like I've played some people in some of these games, and they are too good. You actually, cannot get close to Sting Pong. I played a bit of, and I've walked away in serious pain with a few of my mates. I'm thinking they would be a fair shot for the, for the, for the well, title. And the, and the the thing we have to figure out is that we're we're in the 
process of setting up. We've got six months to go. Yeah, so yeah. we're under the pump already. But yeah. a rules committee. So even yeah. the sting pong, where do you where do you draw the line? How many stings do you have to receive? Yeah. What, is there a pain barrier? There's so many rules and regulations that need to be sorted out. <laughs> lots of work and lots of water to go under the bridge. We're confident we'll get there. With a lot of these common. Do you think we can sort of tick off all the rules in one meeting with the I rules committee? I think we can. I think I think you know meetings are starting to be a bit of a tedious act these days. So we've got one meeting to do all the rules of every uh, common game, which I think we'll get through. Uh, but another thing is the logistics of the yeah. event. Yeah, you know, this is a big event. It's massive. It's spanning many different cultures. It is. Uh, many different uh, locations. Yeah. Um, you know, we need a very high-profile logistic team <laughs> we, to we, get the events out there. We really do. I don't know who they're going to be, but I mean, the location's a big one too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where, do you, where do you put it? Where do you put this massive event? It, it's got to be in Australia. It's going to be Australia. Uh, well, but I think it's got to be spread. It's going to yeah. be spread across local towns as well. Far and wide. Far and wide. Yeah. You know, you've got your... You know, Bocce, for example, the Aubrey Caravan Park. <laughs> that's that's up there with some of the, you know, the best Bocce I've ever seen. So that'd be one. That's a location that it requires. The Big Four? Big Four. Yeah. The Big Four <laughs> is uh, yeah, across the country is huge. So I think we I just, mean, that's the other thing. The sponsorship opportunities are oh, endless for yeah. these events. I've got in touch with Big Four. Thanks <laughs> to our friends down there. But it's got to be far, far and wide across yes. the country. Yep. Some capital cities, some not. I yeah. Think. Mix it up. Mix it up. Everyone get a taste. I mean, the Commonwealth Games are silly. They've just isolated themselves to the Gold Coast. They have. Meter maids are great. <laughs> But you get sick of them after a couple of days. You do, you do. I mean, Tasmania haven't had a good event for 10 years, so they, they need an injection of a common game. <laughs> they do. Um, and we're not sure which one yet. Well, it can get reasonably cold down, well, yes. in, um, down in Tasmania, so something that keeps the crowd warm. I don't for know. sure, bed sheet changing. Bed sheet. <laughs> you, know, you don't have to worry about the climate. <laughs> bed sheet changing could be the best, yes. best thing for Tassie. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what we're really excited about. Taking it out to the rural and well, regional even, areas. Even the likes of Dubbo. They, Dubbo. They, they, don't, they, don't, they don't see the light of an event. Home of Thirsty Merc. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dubbo yeah. in need of something. Maybe arm wrestling. Yeah, I think I think yeah. that would... A big, few big units. Well, we've, we said before, it's a bit of a pet event, the arm wrestling, which will yep. attract big crowds. Yep. Great for Dubbo tourism. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Dubbo tourism. <laughs> that is a tough job. The corner, the corner store or the corner <laughs> pub in Dubbo will be rocking. They will be rocking. Imagine after the arm wrestling. Yeah, be big event. Big event. I mean, how, how many beers do you reckon the arm wrestlers will be able to carry? I think it's mandatory they have to have four beers before they actually start an arm wrestling. Right. So, well, this is another great thing. You know, you take as many beers as you want. Have as many. Have a few drinks. That's not going to affect the results. Well, it's, it? <laughs> you know, it's not like the athletics and the comp games. This is a bit more flexible. It is. And you save costs on the high-performance team. There's no need <laughs> for it. There's no high-performance team. No one hires a personal trainer. It's purely talent-based. It is. That's what I love. It is. There's no, no tricks. Got some weird talent can really throw a bocce. <laughs> and they're in so, no tricks or gimmicks no no tricks or gimmicks uh, no GPS data all that stuff's thrown out the door it's ordinary people with extraordinary talent that sounds like the master, master <laughs> chef <laughs> slogan it is so I mean the location's up in the air yep. at this event so open yep. for any suggestions or yep. any towns that would love to get involved yep would love to hear from them this um, will come to the floor. This, this, <laughs> this will happen. So don't think we're just having a bit of a laugh and talking no. about random you know, regional areas. So this has got huge legs. <laughs> and it will happen. And it's going to be huge. It might even be bigger than the Commonwealth. Imagine that. Don't Imagine it trumps the Commonwealth Games. They've, oh, they've, spent, they've spent three years, multi-million dollars on this project. And two absolute pelican blokes <laughs> who come up with... We're running ball games across the country. <laughs> 
But the board games is like yeah. no athletics. Yeah, it is. It? There's it lots that go into board games. There's many wonderful board games. There are. In the world. Uh, we picked out a few that we really think yeah. are popular. Yeah. And people will go for Yeah. And people have got a lot of talent in those areas. They do. They do. The, the Jenga. The Jenga. That takes some balance. It does. And you stability. can play it anywhere. Bars, pubs, yeah. lounge room. Um, Jenga's huge. It is. I've won a fair few Jenga. <laughs> Jenga matches in my time. Um, but yeah, a lot of, you know, often a lot of our, uh, I guess our players go to Thailand to, yeah, uh, to practice. Tr- to practice. Yeah, um, yeah. That's a common Jenga, mm. Jenga place. Out in the bush. Yeah, in the bush. Yeah. Makes a few elephants in, drunk, in the jungle. The jungle. The yeah. jungle. Um, and and they, um, they completely, going in the jungle, don't take any technology, so they can purely focus on the Jenga as well. So it's more of a meditation it kind is, of it is. getaway um, it is. as well, which is really important for the, the Jenga players coming in. That, that's one. I mean, Connect Four. Connect Four is a great one, isn't it? It's a massive game. That's a concentration one. It is. Really, it is. I can... thought I've won many a game of Connect Four. Turns out I hadn't. <laughs> when they dropped the last one, it's, <laughs> and it's four in a row. So that's a concentration one. Um, and I've actually really seen that before. I've seen you uh, drop drop a ball and run around with your your shirt over your head. Yeah, you've won the game. Know, and just then... nailed this. And then... <laughs> And then got someone to, does a Bradbury on yeah. you, and they come from behind and take the win. Uh, it's quite flattening, but um, <laughs> I love Connect Four. Uh, another one, Yahtzee. Yahtzee. Everyone loves Yahtzee. Just the the um the sound of the the dice going through the ball just gets the blood boiling, doesn't it? It does. It does. Yahtzee. It's something that you'd love Bruce McAvaney to commentate. I think. All well, well, these is great. Another great thing about the the common games is you can commentate every sport. You can. So you don't have to be a specialist. You nah. have to be a Brian Taylor in your football. Nah. You can go media wide. Yeah. And we've got personalities who can commentate all. All from everywhere, from all walks of life. Yeah. And so we'll, the cost cutting measures are extraordinary too. Yeah, um, I'll just add, add that to our list on the um, rules committee that we do have to find um, commentators <laughs> we as well. Do. All these things are popping up but we, we haven't taken into account yep. and you yourself you've already lost two pieces of the uh, Jenga I, I did yeah so I can't find two pieces of the Jenga so if anyone sees any uh, lying around uh, up in the Sunshine Coast I lost a couple <laughs> of pieces of Jenga so uh, we quite need them for the event yeah it's a bit um, Yahtzee's one board yep. game but then Trouble Trouble again board games with great sounds Great to the dice. Is the dice and that, that little bit where you push the middle part yeah, in trouble. It's exciting. It's, it's exciting. You don't know what's going to come next. No. And, you know, when you roll the double six, gee, do you get up and about <laughs> and you get the six and you jump around. And my favourite part's when you just take the other person when they're about to win and then you end up winning. That's fantastic. <laughs> it is. The Bradbury moments. The Bradbury moments. And they're most memorable, those ones. Oh, we're still talking about him today. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was huge. 12, 13 years on. And this one, Mitchie, the round out the board games, which I yep. think is much like the Usain Bolt 100 metre yep. sort of go-to is your twister. 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 That is your party game. That is the number one that you bring out uh, for a good time. I haven't heard one person say they're bad at twister. Everyone thinks mm. they're a gun at twister. Yeah. So here we can find out who actually is a gun. <laughs> at the 2018 Common Games, who is going to take out twister? We'll be there front and centre. Yeah, we will be. We'll be, we'll be court side or mat side or twister side. Mat side. Mat side. And we'll be watching. But that is probably one of our favourite events, it I'd is. have to say. It's huge. And something that I've been interested in and, and something that we do have to sort of sort out logistically as well is... If we do coincide with the Commonwealth Games, yep. the Common Games coinciding, like I see rhythmic gymnastics being fantastic at Twister because of their flexibility. Aren't they going to be able to juggle both? Uh, yeah, depend depend on the event location a little bit too. You know, if you've got a Gold Coast to Kalgoorlie uh, sort of road trip, 
um, and the event, you know, the event time is. Um, but I think we're going to pull a lot of competitors from the Commonwealth Games into the Common Games. So the Commonwealth <laughs> Games, I think they're in a quite a delicate position at the moment. They are. I think they're just going to be weary yeah. um, of just what's happening around them. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I agree. But I tell you what, there's a few in there in the uh, Commonwealth Games that can really I change re- the sports. I you know, re- wrestling, arm wrestling. <laughs> yeah. That's a direct correlation. There's a lot, <laughs> it's a direct there's a lot correlation. That, that correlate. And I you think know? there'll be a lot of demand from the Commonwealth Games yep. to actually have a few events in the village. Yes. In the Commonwealth Isn't Games it? village. Right from under their nose. <laughs> We'll just mosey on in, and before you know it, there's a game of Twister. There is. Oh, the common games in the village. <laughs> Even Scotty Martin, I mean, the man from Wodonga that threw lemons over the Yarra River. Yarra River, the Murray River, I should say. Hey, Melbourne. Oh, that's right. That's... He can, you know, bocce. He'd be fantastic. Yeah. I reckon he'd throw a few bocces real quick down, wouldn't he? He'd throw some very quick botches. Yeah, That's a good on. example. Yeah, and, and that gets him on the back page, not once for his wrestling, yeah. but twice for the yeah. common games. Oh, mate. Just leveraging is, off. This has Every- got so much merit, and it will happen. <laughs> yeah, it will. It will happen. So. We'll be we're excited. We're so excited. Always excited. So um, the idea is out there. We've yep. put it out there. Um, the rules committee is uh, is happening. The event logistics is is in full swing. It is. Um, we just need a broadcast partner. <laughs> it's probably our, our biggest con- not concern. It's just um, just waiting on a bit of feedback as well from <laughs> some of the major 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 partners out there. So I think that's uh, going to be one of our major pressure points. It's exciting. <laughs> Yeah, it's exciting. It's extraordinary. It, it is, is extraordinary. It is, mate. It's ordinary Aussies that aren't good at anything but can be national heroes. Yeah, it's and ones that, that haven't trained all their life, you know, have been the average footy player, yeah. the average swimmer. Finally, have this immense talent yeah. for a very strange ball game. Yeah. They can be a national hero, and we'll get behind them. We'll get behind them, and that, and um, hopefully you can tune in next time to our Quest for Gold podcast as we talk more about the Common Games and also the Commonwealth Games. We'll do both. We'll do both. We're, we're dual... Uh... Dual athletes. <laughs> dual speakers. Dual speakers. <laughs> we're covering all bases. So we hope you enjoyed uh, our first uh, episode and um, no doubt you can enjoy next time. Thanks, guys. You're listening to At Mitch and Carl.